This may be the hardest thing you'll have to do in your life, but it may also be the most important thing. Stop giving your energy to those who don't value it. Stop having hard conversations with people who don't want to change. Stop showing up to people who are indifferent to your presence. I know your impulse is to win the good mercy of everyone around, but it's this impulse that will steal your time, your energy, your mental, physical, and spiritual health. This passage is taken from the YouTube channel Awaken Insight. The video is called Conserve Your Energy to Those Who Truly Value It. It's a short five minute video that is one of my favorites to revisit and return to. I highly recommend listening to it. Today I wanted to speak about loneliness and forming connections out of this void. What does it mean to be lonely and to feel lonely? I understand loneliness as a hungry monster to escape from. Years and years misguided in escaping this hole by any means I can find, only to recognize that I've been digging deeper and deeper into a bottomless void. Loneliness cannot be ignored or distracted or escaped from with other people. Every outing, every conversation, every event, Every day will end and you'll eventually have to come back to yourself. When there is no welcoming embrace there, where can you go but back again to a vicious and addictive cycle of ignoring or distracting or escaping by any means found? I speak of attachment as a consequence of loneliness as I narrate my own experience with both. I recognize that for others, they might experience loneliness differently and in varying layers. But of course, I cannot claim to speak about their experiences and can only speak of my own. The reason why loneliness cannot be filled in that way, why it can never be a point of contact is because it was never meant to be filled with others. I was never lonely because I had no real connections. I was lonely because I had no real connection with myself. It sounds obvious enough, but I think it took stepping away from the shelter and safety that is my family and traveling alone to another country where I knew no one and had to rely on myself and everything to realize that there has been always important pieces missing from me. I felt the sensation all my life the sensation of strangeness and distance from my surroundings. Because all my life, that was all I knew, forming connections and molding myself to the needs of the other. But being here and away from all that was once familiar, the sensation was too loud to ignore. I would feel it in different times of the day, in different moments, always interrupting, never announcing. And it was brutal. It was vicious because there was no shelter to run to. There was no family close to hold me and tell me that things will be okay. And that's when it got really tough for me. And when I started to withdraw into myself and introspection. I 
Attachment as a consequence of loneliness is when I held on to people who I knew wanted no good for me. Because I didn't want to be alone. I didn't want to feel alone. So I went against my judgment, against my heart's wounding, to feel included within a crowd, to feel like I belong somewhere, always doing something with people who never really spoke or embodied one word of authenticity. Attachment is shrinking myself into a quiet faint to please another, to accept carelessness, selfishness, and kindness as the only available route for a friendship. I mean, how insane is that? But this was me for so long. This was me throughout years of judging and punishing myself for an inability to mold into the likings of a toxic environment or a superficial and shallow community of quote-unquote friends. I believe so wholeheartedly in energies and frequencies. I think the higher your frequency is, the more you are likely to attract opportunities, connections, and breakthroughs that align with that frequency. And it's not really a new age thing. I experience this in days where I wake up with a clear intention to move my body, to go out for a walk, to dance, to eat mindfully, to text a friend and plan an outing. And these very simple acts are carried out in high frequency of joy, compassion, love. And when your efforts are vibrating in those frequencies, you attract more of the same energy that reinforces and builds on what's already there. But when you're vibrating in a low frequency, be it resentment or anger or mistrust, you will always create thoughts and beliefs that cement those energies. It's like trying to water a dead plant. If you're, mistrust, if you're mistrustful, you will always reject a good, heartfelt gesture no matter where or when or whom it came from. One of the lessons I learned the past year is the importance of cultivating little acts of joys for oneself. To have a well-known practice of nourishment to refer to and remember in those tiring days. Joy has the capacity to expand the more attuned the spirit is to trust in and welcome it. Now, going back to that sensation of strangeness, I think it was always masking my gut feeling and intuition because it always came in in weak whispers. I found it easy to pretend it's not there. These whispers are like little flashing signs that things are not good here, that something is clearly off, but I would ignore them and always try to react either by extending the benefit of the doubt or caving into myself in punishment that obviously something should be wrong with me if I'm the only person who feels weird here. I never really had an issue with differentiating between right or wrong. I have a clear set of values that I hold dear and try to adopt in my life. And what's important for me is to treat people with kindness. And I'm not always in control of that. Sometimes anger and resentment take over me, but I remember to admit always to my wrongdoing and apologize when I see that or when it is made clear to me. I think I recognize the weight of words and the ways Hurtful and careless comments can stay with a person for a long time. And I've been in spaces where this was all there was for a while, for years even. I took hurtful words and comments as truth and reflection of myself because I was lonely 
because my loneliness was rooted in a fear of abandonment, of being left behind or left out. I took every word as a sponge and I kept it in as truth. A while ago, I made the time to attend counseling sessions. During one, the therapist asked me a really interesting question. In the midst of me going around and in and out of a collection of the past, I mentioned how for a long time I was gaslighted within a previous relationship and that it took everything out of me to leave it, only to find that the perpetrator painted himself as the saint all along and how angry I felt and how resentful I was, not only of him, but of his friends who willingly extended his stage time to play the victim. I told her that I talk about this all the time and I talk about it because if I don't, then my reality and my experience would be erased. She then nodded and asked, but what are you really getting out of it? What are you after? I had no answer because I thought I was after a closure, but that wasn't a search for closure. That was a search for validation within grounds that had no maturity or ability to give it. My experience is mine. My experiences are mine. I mean, even if the whole world turned a blind eye, I mean, no one can ever really understand the depth of your experience. The reason why I mention this example is because there has always been a wide distance between myself and a healthy esteem. I mean, I even needed people to validate my pain so I could be okay with feeling it. Of course, we need to have people who would listen to us and be our comfort, but never our validation. For a long time, those painful feelings were all tucked together under one box of I'm not good enough. And because this was the norm for me, it was all I knew. I thought I was in search of closure when really I was just reliving my past over and over because it was all too familiar. When a person is stuck in such a cycle, it gets really hard to break from it. Even as I was not in that space anymore and away from everyone and everything that broke me down, I still felt broken. I couldn't feel happy because the weight I've been carrying, I've been honestly just looking for it in every connection I came across. Attachment as a consequence of loneliness can make a person take on things they shouldn't, accept and believe things they shouldn't, and when life does open up doors of possibilities for them, they can't reach for it because they can't believe that they're deserving of it. And this is self-sabotage when a person prevents themselves from happiness. Loneliness can make you hold on to people, hold to connections that are no longer an active or healthy part of your life. Loneliness can make you feel like you've done something wrong when you didn't. Like you should try to invest more time and energy when you shouldn't. My journey to myself is of course endless. 
I realized that loneliness is a state of being without oneself, of going against one's truth and values. The more I reflected, the more I got closer to my own truth, the more I grew comfortable with my solitude. I was able to take off the blinds and objectively taking on judgment of the people around me. Using my past as a reference, I became able to recognize traces of manipulation, of abuse, of lies, and stepping away silently from all harm that is disguised as love. I believe in balance and in the notion of letting go and moving ahead lightly and purposefully. People often mistake letting go with forgiving those who wronged us, but I understand letting go as forgiving and pardoning the parts of ourselves that tolerated the wrongdoing and the wrongdoers for so long. You have to forgive yourself in order to move on. You have to forgive yourself in order to believe that you deserve more. You have to forgive yourself in order to believe that you ultimately deserve much better. Right now, I'm sitting here and I'm speaking these words and I'm so grateful for the lessons because I know what it is like to be without and I know what it feels like to be within and to be within a secure and loving attachment that is not built upon loneliness or insecurity. It is so important to remain true to oneself, to remain honest and transparent with one's feelings and thoughts. Life isn't always easy, and we shouldn't make it harder by lying to ourselves or pretending that things are okay when they're not. May we always have an open channel of communication with every connection we hold dear. And of course, always and forever with ourselves.